Coming up on today's show, AwesomeCon was awesome. The Infinity Gauntlets of music? Where's Nintendo? And only 90s kids will get this joke. This is episode 26 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all the geeky things we're passionate about. Today is June 5th, 2016. My name is Alex, and here's JoJo. Hello! How are you doing today? I'm pretty good, man. We had a freaking awesome weekend, huh? Awesome. Very, well, awesome con. Uh, ah. Yeah, we had a great time at Awesome Con. We'll get into some of that. Um, some housekeeping items. Uh, be sure to, you know, like our Facebook page Absolutely. and, uh, you know, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, all those things. Because I'm thinking give us a five-star rating on Facebook or a like on uh, iTunes. Well, I, I, I don't know if they, I've seen some places where you can give five-star ratings to things on iTunes or on, uh, on Facebook? Facebook. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't seen that. I don't never on it anymore. But either way, this helps us uh, get the word out about our podcast, this uh, wonderful show that you guys listen to. Absolutely. And you are a wonderful audience. So, uh, help us share the love. Exactly. And, um... You know, JoJo and I definitely have a lot to talk to you about. I'd like to just jump right into what we're drinking today, JoJo. What do you think about that? Yeah. Cool. Cut the gristle. Let's do it. Oh, hello, Geek Study. It's beer time. Today's beer is brought to you by nerds. Lots of them. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, they're all our people. (laughs) You guys are our people. Our people. Mi gente. Yeah, we have a great beer from DC Brow. Uh, they yes. they are a local brewery here. Yep. Obviously, in they're in DC. Yes. Now, Jojo, do you want to? Um, you're the one that actually picked this up on the way over here tonight. Absolutely. Um, do you want to share a little bit about this beer? So I went out looking for, and with beers, there's plenty of options. You know, you get something off tap, get something in the growler, you get something in a, a bottle or a can. And I figured something would we'll do something a little bit different today. This actually comes out of a can, and um, I know a lot of people have a stipulation against cans. Uh, the can is just a conduit. I don't want you to be afraid of a can. The uh, the flavor that we're getting out of this thing is phenomenal. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, and it. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't sue us, McDonald's. No, no, no. That, that, well, they have to listen to us first, so that's, that's why you give us a five star rating. So they can... <laughs> so they can... give us a five star rating so that McDonald's could sue us. Guys. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I figured, you know, bringing something in that's not in a bottle, not in a growler, something in a can for once, um, and, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, true that. We have um, the the Pen Quarter Porter. So, JoJo, let's give a cheers to this. Cheers. Mm. Now, JoJo, what are your, you're a porter guy. You're, yes. You love some porter. Yes. So why don't you uh, tell the audience about what you just experienced so, in your mouth? I, <laughs> huh. Um. I this is gonna be a weird 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 a weird metaphor. <laughs> um, you know how cotton candy dissolves in your mouth, like you get a mouthful of cotton candy and just like dis- dissipates. Sure, uh, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like that. So you, up front you get this really robust, uh, really complex, really dark porter, and I love it. But you drink it and it's it's just gone. I agree. You know, it's super light, uh, almost like again, it's I think you mentioned that earlier. Yep. Um. There's just, like, no remnants there. I mean, it's a little bit of a trail off there, but what you initially take in versus what you actually uh, drink are two different things. It's true. The the What I was telling JoJo when we took a sip of this right before the show started, um, 
it doesn't really hit you until like you've you've actually taken that sip, wait like a second, and then it just it hits you for a second and then it's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's strange. It's it was strange. a run by fruiting. <laughs> <laughs> so according to their website, Pen Quarter Porter was our first in a line of draft and 22-ounce Bomber Limited release beers. And it's a robust porter, now available in cans as we're drinking right now. In the way that the public is, uh, and that's trademarked, that's, that's another one of their things, is on the line between a pale ale and an IPA. This one is on the line between a porter and a stout with chocolate notes and a dry roasted finish. And the the dry roasted finish is really what lingers in your mouth afterwards. Yes, absolutely. But it's like really, really subtle. Yeah, very faint. And um, actually, when I drank this, I was like, no, this is a stout. Exactly. So it's really interesting that they that they mentioned that. They kind of walk that line. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, in addition to our pen quarter porter, we have a very special release aged for six months in roundstone rye whiskey barrels from uh, Catoctin Creek Distilling in Percival, Virginia. That's Catoctin Creek is um, just south southwest of us. If I remember correct. Well, uh, Percival isn't Percival. Well, Percival no, actually, that's further. Just that's, it's just that's west. west. It's just yeah. straight west. Yeah, west. Um, Catoctin Creek are uh, not only talented distillers. But they are also uh, local producers of some of the finest artisanal, artisanal, artisanal whiskey available on the East Coast. That sounds like a trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of collaboration there, uh, right. With some more stuff. So definitely want to try that, and wanted to give you guys just a heads up about that, especially you local folks who have immediate access to DC Brow. This is kind of that's kind of exciting. Something it's, worth looking out for. It's definitely always great to go to the brewery if possible. It's cool because they've actually started a bottling, well, a canning uh, process over here. So I actually got this at my local Whole Foods in Ashburn. Um, so it's it's not you don't have to go into DC to to pick it up, which is awesome. True that. Um, but I mean the brewery's close by, so you know it doesn't hurt to give them a, a visit. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how far out side of just this dc area that you can get this stuff so right. friends up in pennsylvania and etc you know let me know if you guys can get this or not um we'd love to hear your all's thoughts on this beer for those of you coming into dc for work pleasure whatever or both um give give some of these breweries a shot that we that we feature on this show Absolutely. there's a lot of great product coming out of here another thing worth mentioning about this beer they won an award um for this the pen quarter porter was the 2012 gold medal winner of the uh, Los Angeles International Commercial Beer Competition. It's it, pretty cool. It, yeah, East it, Coast Brew won on the West Coast. Yeah, Let's that, just put that, that out there. That, you know, that's that's <laughs> worth noting. Yeah, uh, for sure. But it's a it's a great beer. It's, it's a, absolutely it's very yeah. enjoyable. If you really like a dark dark beer, right? This is very. But again, easy it, to drink. it swells. It's small, big, yep. small. Yep. You know, so it's it doesn't linger too much. And it doesn't it doesn't um, it's not real. Like heavy, right? Exactly. You know how you drink some stouts and porters, it's, and well, you have one, and you're like, Ugh, and you this feel is like this going to sound inappropriate, but it's heavy in mouthfeel, <laughs> but it's not heavy when you swallow. <laughs> Sounds um, inappropriate, but do we need is, to do we need to edit is, that out? Or? Uh, <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping it. Keeping it. I'm gonna go grab a shovel and you know, dig <laughs> <laughs> yourself out of this hole. All right. Well, uh, again, cheers to DC Brow. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for a great beer. We're going to enjoy this as we get into the news. Geek 30 News. First up in the news, let's talk about AwesomeCon. How awesome Con? Awesome was AwesomeCon. Awesome. Well, I don't know why they call it cons. It was all pros. 
Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Can we just leave? Get out of my house. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you um, laughing. But you I, laughing. <laughs> now I'm completely distracted. What are we talking? Oh, awesome con. We had a great time. I was there all three days. You came on Saturday. Yes. And we saw a lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces. Yes. Um, let's start with uh, just Friday. Um, you were there Friday. I, I was, was there. Not. Yeah, I, I was there on Friday. Um, I met for the first time. You met him on Saturday. The first time in person, our friend Ori from Dragon Fruit. Yes, yes. That was fun. He so was shout awesome. out, shout out to Ori. Thanks so much for um for for saying hi. He gave he gave us some t-shirts. Awesome. So um, they've got a really cool app. Remember, Ori and uh, the the company Dragon Fruit has the free um dating service for geeks. Right. You put in you know whether or not you uh you know what sort of things that you like well jojo's on it jojo why don't you why don't you explain <laughs> well what it is? okay so we're was, not, by the way they're no. not they're not promoting this show this is just it's a cool app it's so a we cool want app to talk about well it. so I, I i opened it up and i figured hey let's um let's do some market research i'm doing air quotes over here from market research um and as already said you know sometimes it takes a little while to get into it because it's a brand new service so it's not going to be as many people there until it grows and yep. it gets bigger um but i've actually talked to a couple people online already and it's like oh Oh wait, this is this is working. I was it works ill prepared for this, and these are people who are geeky and intelligent, and I can actually hold a conversation. Yeah. What, what is going on here? I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't ask for words. So, um, yeah, that's fun. That's, <laughs> that's cool, awesome. Man. It's a great app. Yeah, so check it out. Um, just search for Project Dragon Fruit. You'll yes. find it. They're all over the place. The other thing that happened so on Friday, uh, one of the highlights for me on Friday. They had a lot of great panels, um, career-oriented panels in some cases, talking about how to take your uh, your passion, turn it into a career, a viable career. Um, how and then you know different other stuff like uh, there was a, a wise William Shatner um, and uh, just Kirk in general, the best Star Trek captain ever. Is it because he has a dinner? theater type delivery <laughs> <laughs> they brought up a lot of uh, a lot of funny points but it all came down to just straight up his his bravery putting himself first and just his leadership skills no right. matter how corny william shatner was the heart behind kirk was that he was a very um selfless leader right right which was really cool they, uh, there were actually some some older guys that were up on the panel um writers and stuff in the industry people who have been involved with star trek nice uh another um panel i went to was a podcasting panel nice uh saw our friend uh jenny crawford cool from the uh jelly vision podcast you yes. know these are fellow dc podcasters also um a new Putting friend out great content oh yeah awesome people yeah, yeah. i our remember new, meeting them up in herndon right a, a new friend of ours um jay from the nerd apocalypse podcast he hosts that show with uh, three other folks. Um, they've grown it into a network. Talk about a lot of geeky stuff. I was listening to them today, actually. Very cool. Their show. It's pretty fun. Um, but the highlight for me was I was walking down into the uh, the 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 area where all of the celebrities were going to be, and you get there on a Friday. There's really not. It's crowded. Like right, right. there, there's a bunch of people there, but it's not as crowded as like a weekend. Right. I took the day off from work and just went exploring. So I ended up uh, going down the the area where all the celebrities were going to be. I see a crowd kind of gathered around a booth. I started noticing names like Phil Lamar and John DiMaggio and Billy West, you know, all people from Futurama. I'm sorry. I'm not geeking out over here. No, it was, but I mean, they weren't there yet. 
Right. But I ended up um, seeing a group of people at the next booth down. I didn't really pay attention to who it was. And I looked past the group and there was Will Friedle from, you know, what? Boy Meets World. Really? And uh, uh, what else? Um, you know, he played the Batman and Batman Beyond. He was, um, you know, the the brother in Kim Possible. He, he's done a, a lot of really great voice work. You know, the list goes on. Um and I, you know, immediately I was like, oh, my God, I got to text Deanna. <laughs> and so I texted her because we're both big Boy Meets World fans. And I was like six feet away from the guy. <laughs> so I ended up um, texting her. And immediately I got a text back. Like, you better go get a freaking <laughs> autograph from that guy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You don't have to tell me twice. Or you're sleeping on the couch. Yeah. So I ended up finding year. the nearest ATM, brought out a bunch of cash, uh, went, <laughs> went over and stood in line for a little bit. And what a genuine nice dude. That's I what had I hear. a good I had a good four or five minute conversation with him about how he's engaged and you know looking to get married. We were talking about how Deanna and I are high school sweethearts and and about how he's known his now uh fiance for like fifteen plus years. Oh, but wow. they've only been dating for, you know, a few. Um it was a really personable experience. I ended up having him sign the uh the 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 picture. Um, with like a little fihihihine thing on there, and uh, I made it out to I made it out to Deanna. Uh, took a picture with him. Um, just a real, real genuine dude. I tweeted awesome. at him and said, "Hey, thanks for being just a, a genuine dude." He yeah. ended up um, favoriting it, and so um, he he actually pays attention to the fans. Uh, he he seemed like a just down to earth, really nice guy. So he wasn't one of those child stars who just went completely crazy and no and you know deanna and i sat in on um on on saturday there was a panel for uh uh for will Friedle, uh and um what's her name it's hold on guys it's it's gray um with the change of gray uh, no no god what's her name gray delisle del yes gray delisle uh so she's she's another really famous voice actress and she was at she was at Awesome Con. So the two of them were on a panel together. One of the things that he mentioned about his experience on Boy Meets World, and you'll see this with all of the actors on there, um, they they were really well grounded. Right. The um, the creator would constantly walk up to them and say, "Yeah, you're having fun now, but this all ends at some point." Right. And don't take this for granted. Right. And, and it, it kind of tells in the show. You know, you can tell who's just completely crazy and whatnot in some of these shows, whatever. But yeah. Boy Meets World, kind of almost like uh, the Wonder Years, it always felt grounded. It always felt like it was set in reality yep. that you could be part of that. Yeah. Uh, so I always let that feel. Yeah. He, um, so it, he was also talking about how, you know, Ryder Strong is uh, played Sean Hunter. I think he ended up going to Stanford. Oh, wow. Um, ben Savage ended up getting a degree at a at a really at Yale maybe it was Yale okay like, these are these are people that went on to get educations after this stint on you know a, a hit TV show right and now they're all doing this Girl Meets World show yeah. which is great and that's our that's our uh, guilty pleasure right Deanna we like that show I think she's done with just this, the autograph at this point it made her day <laughs> I did a good job right. <laughs> You can sleep on the bed tonight. Yeah, <laughs> no couch for you. Yeah, I did good. Uh, so that was our that was Friday. Awesome. Uh, met him. Also uh, walked around the show floor. Lots of really great stuff. Different, um, you know, home crafted stuff. Art. Right. Was right. Phenomenal. 
um, which leads us to Saturday, which is where you came in. Yes. And uh, we said hi to people like uh, like Veronica and Jason, who were the, the geeky parents on our show. Yes. So. Yes. 11? Episode yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. They, uh, geeky parents rule was the name of the episode. Right. Uh, so it's fun hanging out with them and Elias. It was his very first, you know, Elias isn't even I got one there yet. It, it and he his... was passed out the entire time I was there. Yeah, it was his first con. And <laughs> if there was any kid that was going to be asleep during a con, it was him. Right. He was what just a tuckered kid. out. It was oh. awesome. <laughs> um, also, uh, our, our friend Doug was there. Who yes. We uh, have been playing Dungeons and Dragons with lately. There is also, um, you know, shout out to Daniel. We saw Daniel there. So he had a really cool costume. Yeah, lots of great was... cosplay, and he made his own uh, Zero suit, right, right. from Mega Man. <laughs> Why don't you so... talk, talk about, you, you're a Mega Man guy. I was so jealous, because uh, it was such a simple design, but it worked so well. And it was it was very polished for, uh, I don't know, I don't know how long he took to put that together, but it looked good. Yeah, it was pretty fun. He um, he was saying he kept getting a lot of people coming up and be like, oh my gosh, that's a Zero. Right. Because there was no other... Other than this little kid that was Mega Man, he looked right. like he was probably four. I remember seeing this. Right, kid. he was Mega Man. There's no other Mega Man anything. Exactly. There were about you know, fifteen hundred Deadpool's. Of course. But not just Deadpool. It was like Wonder Woman Deadpool or right. <laughs> Elsa Deadpool. Yeah, or gender bend or crossover yeah. or you know just ver- it was really funny. Uh, of it. Really creative Deadpool. Right. Um, speaking of Deadpool, I bought a Deadpool comic. And you wore a Deadpool shirt while you were there. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so I, I rocked the Deadpool. Maybe I'm one of those 1500 Maybe, people. Yeah. I'm a, I was Alex Deadpool. <laughs> um, and then what else did we do? We we went to a couple of good panels, as I mentioned, the Wilfred L and uh, mm-hmm. Great Delisle, um panel. But we ended up just walking around um the show for some more right we and you got some uh I, I bought some artwork you bought some artwork as well i bought yeah. some uh D dice finally there you go um, yes and a couple of other things you know little trinkets here and there uh, i bought one of those big old question blocks <laughs> that yeah. they were selling out um and that was talk, awesome talk to them about the, the tell them about the question blocks. so it was uh each of these boxes it was most of them were question marks some of them were um what are those? Little, they're they're from um they're from Portal. Portal, the, yeah. The little blocks from Portal. People who play Portal know what I'm talking about. It's got the little heart on it. Right, exactly. There's a name for that, and I, I wish I could remember yeah, I it. Know. But um, looking, I'll, I'll look it up. It's like an assistant cube or something like that. Or, um, but basically, each of these boxes had six items in it. A value companion de- cube. Companion cube, yes. Um, and I think the value estimated value is about sixty bucks for everything together inside the box, and you only pay thirty five for it. I'll just say this probably got it like five dollars worth of shit in there. <laughs> you got lucky i no. well i'll, I'll show you a picture of mine because i had like a doctor who metal yeah. like lunchbox oh this is a, <laughs> hold on is away from the mic? this oh there you go you guys at home hear this what is it i got a I got a freaking sonic screwdriver yeah you did the third doctors see yeah, now i'm just going to show off to uh to alex real quick because I got a canvas print of Legend of Zelda wielding the Master Sword Dude, from the yeah, Stone. You totally, oh, uh, metal launch box from Doctor Who. I got some buttons from Anchorman. Um, some little Doctor Who like keychain stuff. A Doctor Who like license plate frame. Uh, I actually gave Alex the Fallout Four figurine that I that, yeah, got because that was cool. I wasn't going to use it's, that. Um, it's a little pop vinyl thing of dog meat. Right, that's really cool. He's sitting up there. You see him right there. He's already in He's there. Right there. Yeah, already unboxed and everything. So. Uh, yeah, I bought some more swag. Right. Got some great Got my pictures. Uh, tankard uh, uh, mug of uh, root beer. That's $25 mug that there is. <laughs> oh, dude, how was it? Was it? Good? Well, I already, I've already had. Uh, so it's Wild Bill root beer. What is it called? Wild Bill's. Wild Bill's root yeah. beer. Okay. Yeah. Um, Are they local? 
I don't know if they're local. I know that they always show up in Aquaquan every year for the craft show that they have over the weekend. Um, and so I've had it a couple times before, and I like it. And they, they sell them in bottles at uh, Elevation Burger in the area. Okay. Um, so I always love their uh, root beer. A lot of people say it's too sweet, but I'm an Islander. I, I grew up with, like, pineapples and mangoes and stuff. So I love sweet. Damn it, Puerto Ricans. Not to mention Puerto Rico, but. Not to mention Puerto Rico, but. <laughs> uh, that w- And then um, we talked to uh, one guy who did a caricature of BMO. Yeah, so this was uh, the highlight for me of, of the Saturday show. So one of my favorite um, cartoonists out there is Sam Ellis, who does he does um, Adventure Time, and he does Archer. Archer. Yeah. And um, had a really great conversation. JoJo and I, and Deanna was there. We, we all walked up to him and just started chatting with him and um, told him it was, it was my first awesome con. And he was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to draw you something. So he drew me a BMO and signed it and... Uh, on the back of an Ice King postcard. Yeah. So uh, to put it in perspective for people who don't know, you know, Finn, my dog, one of my two dogs, yeah. is named after Finn. Not not only the, you know, the Stormtrooper gone, you know, yeah. resistance member, but Finn the human from Adventure Time. I love, love, love that show. And I love the art style. And uh, I saw Sam again today. He says hello. Awesome. And uh, so and hopefully he's listening to the show. Hello, Sam. Thank you for being awesome and uh, hopefully we can definitely stay in touch. Definitely one of the highlights of my show of the the con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. Thanks for uh, for sharing the love. He, you know, he explained about how you know paying it forward is very important to him, um, and uh, it was very very genuine. Yes, yes, very, yeah. you know, a that great seems, guy. That seems to be a common theme, right? right. Genuine. Absolutely. Everybody that I met there, even uh, the the random con goers that right. were the cosplayers, etc. Everybody's super awesome. Right. Well, they have an appreciation for it because... Uh, Opening more beer for JoJo. More beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Already. Um, the cosplayers know how much work it takes, and even light cosplaying, and even it uh, just, you know, if it's just clothes at, at some point, dressing up, you still have to go out of your way to kind of plan things out. So there's a lot of effort that goes into cosplay. Oh, is it going to overflow? I think it's going to stop. No. Uh, there you go. I am so good at that. There you go. <laughs> I am so good at this that. This time, last time I had to save you. <laughs> no, that was you. You poured it. Remember. No, the the one with uh, Bill McKenna on the show. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. We almost had a, a flood in your basement. <laughs> um, no, he was just, I don't know. It's just something about the, uh, the, the it's almost like the, the, the DC beer scene as well. It's just everybody works together. Everybody collaborates together. Mm-hmm. There's an appreciation for everybody there. Yeah, totally. And uh, so that I guess that leads us to today. Right. I was I was back at the show floor today. Um, met more great local businesses. Um, you know, I got their card over here. Where are they at? I think oh, at one point at. you were talking to uh, the five hundred first. <laughs> yeah. So um, first, well, first before I get uh-huh. into that, CDH Creations. Um, I met Colin and JT. Over there, Colin's the owner, and he's a, uh, a wood craftsman. He makes a lot of really cool stuff, anything from furniture and tables and stuff to little um, beer knickknacks even. We were talking about getting something for me to, you know, like a bottle opener. Nice. Um, so that that's more to come on that. You can check them out by going to um, facebook.com slash CDH creation. That's D as in dog. Awesome. Give them a like. And yes. give us a like too. Oh, and also another local business that 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 we met. And this is a a, a shop just right down the road from us, uh, in in Centerville, the Island Games, just right off of uh, Stone Road, or I guess where it turns into Westfield uh, Boulevard here in Centerville. 
uh, check them out. The Island G, the letter G, okay, the Island G.com. It's a, they've got a bunch of different board games and stuff. They do board game nights. Um, met John, the owner there. Really great dude. Um, uh, he definitely wants us to come out and, and play some games. I Jason, think we're gonna do that. Jason picked up one of his games. I think. Yeah. Jason, Jason put some money in there. Yep. He certainly did. Um, uh, and, and who else? Oh, the 501st. The 501st. Hey, shout out to, um, I met Shep and I met Alex and, um, I believe it was Kevin. Another Alex. Um, yeah, another Alex. And he was, uh, he was a scout trooper. Nice. So the 501st were, were awesome. I was learning a lot more about them and their mission and what they do. Um, may even have them on the show at some point. That'd I was be talking awesome. to Shep about it. Uh, I've just got to get in touch with them. Uh, but they have a really cool uh, message there. They're all, you know, non nonprofit. Right. Everything. Um, they're actually uh, invited by Disney to do a lot of stuff themselves. Get this. In episode three, remember where Anakin's walking into the um, the Jedi Temple? Yeah. And all those clone troopers are behind him? Yeah. Those were 501st members. Really? Yeah, that they invited to have on the movie. That's awesome. Isn't that badass? That's very bad. So I, I will say, I think two or three years ago, we saw, uh, uh, when I say we, uh, my friend Mike and I, uh, another geek of, of mine, um, we went and saw a John Williams. Another geek of, of yours. Another geek of mine, yes. <laughs> I like the way you put Just that. amalgamating my... my... <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a, uh, a concert of all John Williams music. So they had covers of like Superman, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park. Um, E.T. and whatnot. That's cool. Um, and it was fantastic. I will tell you, the third song, and I can remember distinctly because I was counting, the third song was Jurassic Park Suite, and I was in tears already. So I was... Does, does, does that music... <laughs> that, okay, that music makes me emotional. Does it, it does. Does it make you emotional? Jurassic Park? Absolutely. So I, I don't... I have the soundtrack. I don't listen to it actively because oh, it does... Because you're going to start crying. It just pulls at your heartstrings, yeah. right? Um, so I was I was emotional in this concert with John Too Williams. Too much of a man, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was my, you know, my music geekiness yeah. and whatnot. Um, but at one point, they, uh, well, they played Harry Potter. Uh, they pl- had a choir come on board as singing one of the Halloween songs, which was fantastic. Eventually, they got to the Star Wars. Star Wars, of course, is the finale, right? Um, and they brought the 501st onto stage. Really? While they played the music. It That's was fantastic. Cool. And, yeah. and um, to let people know who don't, who don't know what the 501st is, it's a group of people. This is an international group all over the world in all uh, 50 states here um, in you know these states united. Right. Uh, all over the world, South America, Europe, Africa, Australia. People that cosplay as stormtroopers or some variation of a stormtrooper. So whether it's just the as they put it the TK models, you know, right. the, your standard stormtrooper or the FN or models the, now. Yeah, or like you know the new uh first um order you know, fn order, models yeah, yeah the fn models the um scout troopers imperial guard even um sith lords right and they go and do charity events where let's say a kid uh they alex was actually telling me a story of a what drove him to be a, a um a trooper was he saw this kid for a make a wish foundation all he wanted was a stormtrooper for for him to hang out with stormtroopers and like at least once a week or it was something like that, well, maybe once a month, but uh-huh. up until the point where he passed. Oh, wow. Where the troopers would come by and see him at his um, at his hospital room. And it like it just it, he, it makes he a was, world of a difference. Right. He, Alex was like it literally brought him to tears. Right. And his wife walked in and saw him crying. And he's like, I got to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> so he ended up joining. Right. You know, what a cool cause. And that's that's, awesome. that's the sort of stuff that they do. 
I mean, I just want to buy a Stormtrooper outfit just to buy it, but I mean, there's a And then you can join the, uh, uh, what is it, Garrison Tyrannus is the right. Virginia garrison. So each... Because y'all have different, like, locations. Yeah, so within, and... so, like, Virginia has a garrison, right. California has, like, four garrisons. I'm sure. Um, there's all these different garrisons and then subdivisions within those garrisons that you can join. And then they have, like, meetings and stuff. I wonder stuff. if they're the cool. same, if that was 501st when you were doing your Star Trek marathon or if that's Star actually... Star Wars marathon? Yeah. Ooh. Star Trek. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Stacy. No, no. Okay. Stacy. Okay. She's glaring through the other speakers yeah. right now. It's like, oh my God, Jojo, that's, you That's idiot. a shout out to uh, Stacy, the Star Trek nerd. <laughs> Who's also at Awesome Con. Yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> um, I was wonder- I'm wondering if those were the 501st people or if those were directly with Disney. I was talking to him about that. I was talking uh-huh. to Alex about that and Shep and they were saying that uh, most of those guys are Disney employees. Okay. But Disney does call the 501st to do some events with them. Okay. Now, uh, he, they were also explaining that a lot of Disney's troopers don't have the um, prop replica suits like they do. Oh, wow. The Disney, because because the thing is that those people are in the sun all day. Right, right. So they have to modify them a little bit. Like, for instance, if you look at the Royal Guards, uh-huh. people at home, if you're listening to this, Google uh, Imperial Royal Guard. You'll see yeah, the bright red crimson uh, yeah, that, color that they are. And you'll yeah. notice that the, the helmet kind of comes down kind of – it's kind of long. Right. In the front. Well, at, in Disney, it's actually kind of mesh right there because they need to be able to breathe right in it uh it works great on a sound stage it's cold no but when yeah. you're out in the california sun or the florida heat yeah. <laughs> you know, not no, so they, much yeah so so they were explaining how disney for for logistical and reasons that make sense right didn't want heat, heat the, casualties yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually it was really cool so um one of the one of the troopers that i met uh, one of the, t- the TKs that I met had a voice changer nice so he had like a little microphone and then I what saw he, those. I saw somebody walking around with the yeah, yeah. Like, and then you know he puts his helmet on. You can't even tell. Right. But then there's a speaker underneath his chest plate that emits a noise, and then whenever he stops talking, it goes. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So he'd be talking, and then <laughs> like it, it sounds like the uh, like the the radio going on and off. Right. It's so <laughs> freaking cool. It's amazing how how deep you can get into yeah. your nerd dumb, and that's just amazing. And they were explaining like the whole like the suits and stuff will cost them like a thousand right uh, anywhere between like 500 to like three thousand four thousand right. dollars depending on how much you put into it but the low the barrier to entry is really low right. uh, if you wanted to go like imperial officer or something with these guys they they do that those are just now, there are people who do suits. the rebel alliance but i mean it's not oh yeah and they, and they were actually across from them yeah um and they do they collaborate I mean, on a lot of you, stuff you, you gotta, you gotta it's get not bad guys though, it's yeah, yeah you just it's not something really neat. But, but I saw I saw a guy uh, dressed up as uh, a rebel pilot. Nice. That looked just legit. Also, a dude that was dressed up in a Chewbacca costume that was legitimately like seven feet tall. <laughs> no, no, he was legitimate. Or was no, he, he was on stilts okay. or something. But you couldn't tell. Was, yeah, he was huge. I was talking to Shep, and like all of a sudden, I hear a Wookiee roaring like coming at me. Yeah, and I like look over, and then all of a sudden, I'm looking up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's it, it, it looked it looked so perfect right even like the mouth was moving right uh, the guy had just it, it looked like something out of episode seven dude nice it was like that good of quality um 
So awesome con, you guys. It was awesome. It's here in DC every year. Right. It's uh, gotten way bigger. Um, oh, golly, how could I forget? The very last thing I did, it's a great way to end my awesome con, was I sat on a panel where Mr. Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman um, from Doctor Who were doing a Q&A. Nice. That was great. Um, when the, the, one of the funniest Q and a moment was this little kid walked up to the mic and goes, he goes, this question's for Peter. How did it feel when you turned from Matt Smith into Peter Capaldi? <laughs> and the, oh, it's adorable. And Peter, and Peter just started laughing. My, he was like, my heart just melted. He was like. Son, I've always been Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> he was just laughing, and Jenna was like in tears right next to him. It was so. I would have played along with it a little funny. bit. Come on. Oh God. <laughs> you talk about a, just a. He's he's a funny dude. He's right. very quick. Um. Yeah. Wow. It was it was a great experience. Definitely have to do it again. May even go up to Baltimore Comic Con. And uh, there's another con down in Fredericksburg. What's it called? Is it Fredcon? Fredcon, Fredcon, or Fredericon? Fred, look it up. Our friend Sam Ellis is going to be there. Um, well, he's looking it up. Fredericksburg con. What is it? Fred Fredcon. Fred. I was F-R-E-D-C-O-N. right. E D C O N. So if any of you guys are going to any of those shows, let us know. Geek Thirty Podcast at Gmail We would love to say hi. Absolutely. Now, in other news, I keep belching because this beer is like really kicking my butt. Is it? It's well, just... Ju- it's just like a lot of carbonation, dude. I'm gonna take another it's sip. It's actually kind of like I don't I don't get that much carbonation out of it. I get a lot of roasted. Yeah, I don't know. No, your voice just went down. Yeah, like because I was, I was in the midst of swallowing the beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hi, Yo, I'm bro. Alex. And... <laughs> don't don't hate of... because I'm such a manly man. Just a, okay, just a shot of testosterone just happened right there. <laughs> Deanna, I'm taking him home with me. <laughs> uh, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said that. All right. So first, in the uh, I guess in official official news. Actual news. Well, I mean, yeah, Awesome, yeah, Con, was awesome news. Con was news. But... So Imogen Heap, you, you know who she is. If you're a music buff, you probably know who she is. Or you know. I, I had heard her music long before I knew who she was. I always thought Imogen Heap was a band, not a name. So that kind of threw me off. Well, she's kind of her own one man band, right? Exactly. Especially with these gloves that she's created. Exactly. She's working with uh, folks in technology and kind of all over the place. Uh, but she's created these gloves where, as she moves her hands and rotates them. And uh, different gestures, different, different fingers that are up. I wonder what the middle finger sounds like. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it, it distorts sound. So she's able to decide what sounds and stuff are coming out of her computer. The gloves are hooked up to her computer. So as she's as she's moving her hands and stuff in a really artistic, it, it's, you know, visually it's beautiful because right. she's moving her hands in a really beautifully done gestures like, a, like, like a dance yeah it's almost yeah. a dance right so she's moving her hands around and it's altering the sound uh, of it let me see if i can i'm just curious let me see i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna open up i don't know if you can hear this so she's moving her hands around that probably sounds like a lot of m- wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff to you 
but she was just moving her hands around and it was causing the um the sounds and stuff to fluctuate so but it's not just her hands it's her arms so yeah. the movement of the glove itself so there's gyroscope uh indicators in there or uh sensors in there as well as each finger is wired up her hand is wired up wrist you know so and each finger has and the way that they're wired up they they're these bendy devices in there that as she bends her hands and her uh in her fingers uh that also adjusts the sound, so it's really dynamic. Right. Now, this just brings the question, what What are the possibilities, dude? If we're going to look at the way, at the very end of the video, we'll post a, a video, or the okay. uh, we'll post the link in the show notes, as we always do. Watch the video at the very end of the video. It shows her actually performing with these things. How is that going to change the way that like we perceive music at at like shows and stuff? Like she's like uh, banging drums and stuff with it. How cool is that? Like, what, what do you think that the the possibilities are, JoJo? I I would like to see a uh, pianist with that. I mean, excuse me, a pianist. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh pian- somebody that a, plays a piano. Yeah, there's a key oh. at the end of that. Okay. All right. Well, jeez, oh, I was someone, like, that's a little upfront. I know you've had yeah, a couple of drinks, but, but, but someone with finger dexterity, because that's not going to make it any better. <laughs> but uh, you know, someone it, who can play uh, independently, all their fingers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think that would be kind of cool for that. Um, drumming is one thing as well. Um. I don't know if it works as well for guitar because you have a lot of um, unless you do finger picking, picking on the other end. So yeah, um, the the problem there is that you'd have to know how high up on the the neck you're getting and right, how low. Which and, I'm sure they could program it for that. I mean, if she's if if it, it would have to have like cameras moves. or something that like point at your hand and know where it is in visual space. Well, I mean, it'll if, if, if it's got sensors, it should be able to pick that up. I mean, it has gyroscopic and it's got motion, True. so that shouldn't be an issue Maybe, uh, yeah. whatsoever. But I think uh, someone who plays the piano in particular would get a lot of um, benefit out of that because, again, you've got 10 digits of independent sound. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, just pulling actual verbatims from the article here, it says, uh, so the two gloves, they work together with a series of motion sensors incorporated into the fingers of each glove that track the degree of bend and spread of the fingers. The gloves can also understand postures such as an open palm, a finger point, or a closed fist. Right, so you're not limited to uh, 10 fingers anymore. There's easily 50 movements out, out of there just from different hand gestures, movements yeah. as a whole. And again, you uh, control the pitch or the uh, the distortion amount by how much you bend it. The more she's you bend it, the more it changes. She's talking about the frequency. She could literally rotate like, like she's actually grabbing a knob and turning it. Right. And that adjusts how much frequency right. change there is in the pitch. So, I mean, not only is she turning, she could like bend her finger while she's turning and change something else within That's that sound. Wild yeah. man! It's almost like learning a whole new instrument. Right. And I don't she's have already. For that. She's already. I mean, granted, she's helped develop this, but she's right. pretty good with it. Exactly. I. I kind of. I. I've. I wanted to specifically talk about this because I'm a big music nerd. I've played instruments since I was five. Um, various instruments. I tend to have a knack for picking up instruments. This is daunting to me. I look at it and it's almost like, where do I even start? Do <laughs> well, I see, just? I feel like this would be easier for me than those five by five, twelve by twelve soundboards that you always see on YouTube that oh, people yeah. play that little drum kits, whatever. Yeah. Because uh, I I can't keep up with what they're doing. It's like I I know that the sounds coming out of there, but their hands are moving in such a sporadic you know environment. They know what's going on. I can't you know keep up with that mm-hmm. this at least i can understand what my hands are doing and you know force that 
It's those those soundboards are actually really impressive. Yeah, I mean they're they're awesome. I can't be that fast. No. <laughs> yeah, people are really quick with those. Right, exactly. So is the same is the same dexterity you think gonna go into these gloves? Um, it could. I think if you're really gonna be really really good with it, you'd want like a raver or something, you know? Yeah, you'd something want to have some house. kind of. Oh man, it would be exhausting though. Right, exactly. I'm exhausted playing guitar. Like this <laughs> would be right. You're you're legitimately like you're moving your your whole body in some cases, especially at the very end of the of the video when you guys are watching it. She's that's not a performance; it's a workout. <laughs> it really is, but but it it's visually beautiful. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? So we'll we'll see what comes of that. Uh, I mean, it, it helps that she has the posture for it. I mean, it's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to do this because I'm sure that would be very mechanical in the, in the movement. <laughs> Why is this finger not moving? Why is it not working? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's funny. All right, so uh, next up in the news, something worth talking about is Nintendo's plans for E3. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so uh, as people probably know, Nintendo, or or I've noticed, if you follow video game news at all, uh, Nintendo has been showing up less and less at E3. One of the biggest conferences out there for gaming. One of them, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, they didn't even show up at all. They just had an online stream. And that's really the way it's been for the past few years. Exactly. So, according to an article from Nerdist, Nintendo has always been one of the hardest video game companies to figure out. The Big N, as they put it, that's kind of weird, is known for marching to the beat of their own drum, and this year's E3 is no different. The internet exploded when the mega company announced that Zelda would be the sole focus of their E3 presence, and as a result, would be the only playable title. Well, with only two weeks to spare, Nintendo is once again changing things up. While there still won't be any conference uh, for Nintendo Direct, more games, including the new Pokemon series, uh, Monster Hunter Generations, Dragon Quest, uh, this is seven, Fragments of the Forgotten Past, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Hashtag. hashtag FE, F E exclamation point. Anyway, all those games will be shown off during the two-day program from Nintendo Treehouse that kicks off June 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. First off, I'm going to be watching a lot of this. Obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Streaming that. Bugging on my my work's network. uh, What's Nintendo doing? uh, A lot of people think that they're shooting themselves in the foot by not having more of a presence at a conference like E3. How much weight do you think these conferences hold now? I, for Nintendo, I don't think they do. I honestly don't think they do. If it's if it's you think Microsoft, just the, the clout of being Nintendo is I enough. I think I think for for Nintendo, yes. I think for Nintendo, yes, because they have a loyal uh, followers and B, they have the young market. If you want to buy a console for your kid, you're going Nintendo before you go to Xbox or PlayStation. Um, I think in this case scenario, they have the clout to do so. Um, with Xbox and PlayStation, they want to show off their wares as opposed to the other company. And yeah. in this case, in their, this iteration of Xbox One and PS4, they're the same exact structure, except you know, I think PlayStation 4 has faster RAM and faster uh, CPU, but that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're the same architecture. So if you build a game for one, you've basically built it for both. Um, Nintendo's going a different route, and... I will throw Sony under the bus for this one. Sony has copied oh, them. Surprise! Hey, yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise everybody. yeah. Color me surprised. <laughs> I don't but, know if people know this, but JoJo hates Sony. <laughs> okay. Um, right. There goes the cat. Holding <laughs> another beer. Um, don't overpour. <laughs> but um, I feel like they're in a position where 
again, we don't exactly know what's Dude, going this on. This mug has to be bigger than yours. It might. It must be. Look at that. Look, it must be. Yeah, you're not even close. There's yeah. like not as much head on this. You get it, head. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um. It's not the size. It's size. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. That's. Oh, okay. I had some left, dude. I'm Did I? You. Well, yeah. I probably because you overfilled Come it that on. one time. Come on. Come on. Alrighty. What were we talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, okay, but but I mean, really um, though. They so we don't know what they're gonna launch. You were throwing Sony under the bus. I was throwing under Sony yeah, yeah. under the go bus, ahead, but ahead. we don't know what they're gonna launch for NX. Um so we don't know where I they're was gonna go. I'm really surprised that they're not bringing NX to E3. I'm I'm glad they're not. Why? Because of Sony, and I, I'll, I'll get to that oh, okay. in momentarily. Um, we don't know if this is going to be a console, a portable, or both, possibly. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to give that IP out to Sony to start working on something that they can launch with their PS4 right around the corner, like they did with the Move, like they did with so many other things that they've copied off of Nintendo forever. Yeah, a lot of people copied the the, the concept of the Wii. Right. You know? Um, I mean, Xbox, yeah. I will give Xbox do uh because the connect is not it's like the wii yeah uh and they've actually had some cool science things where they use the connect with wii uh, con- uh wii controllers and it's kind of cool um but oh, really yeah uh so they use um it's, it's kind of backwards they had the wii controller on a pedestal and they used the connect sensor to move back and forth oh okay because uh, it's got the irs tracking yeah. on it and so you can move almost like a vr and it was, so they were doing some tests like that it's kind of cool but um uh, microsoft's been working on that since like late 90s when steve jobs is still around and uh they were talking about oh maybe the early 2000s uh, but Bill Gates had mentioned they were working on, you know, that kind of environment long before the Wii was even mentioned. And when it first came out as an iteration, it, yes, it has movement like the Wii does, but it's a completely different version of it. It's uh-huh. something that they've been working on for a long time. So uh, the Kinect is no nothing like the, the Wii in that case scenario. It came out after the Wii, but it was a different approach for something they've been working on for a while. Uh, and I'm glad they fixed it for Xbox One because I, I feel they kind of jumped the gun on it. <laughs> 360, it wasn't quite polished yet. Sure. Um, but... For someone who, and I, I keep making this argument, for someone who kept saying that the Wii controller looks a lot like a lollipop, Sony made a more lollipop-looking lollipop in the PlayStation Move. And it's delicious. I've and tried it. <laughs> no. I've eaten it. Yeah. I, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. It, was, um, <laughs> it, it really gave me the runs, but it was worth it. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I feel like they have the clout for it. Uh, they're going to bring out Zelda for people to, to see. I feel like they've been working on a lot. Also, I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm very excited about it, too. It looks cool. Uh, The Star Fox thing, I'm still wanting to play it. I've heard some not-so-good reviews about it. I haven't even touched it yet. Actually, no, I heard heard it was good. Okay, I've been been hearing mixed reviews. I actually went about the Amiibos, because you can open up more stuff if you have the Amiibos. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That actually upset me a little bit. (laughs) Because I'm like, guys, stop nickel-diming me. I'll I'll bring them over. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, But I feel like they've got the cloud to say, hey, we're releasing new stuff. Just hold on for us a little bit because if they start again, if they start putting stuff out now, Sony's going to jump on and say, "Well, yeah, well, if you buy a PlayStation Vita, it basically does the same thing. You know, it's a seven hundred dollar Wii U." And it's, it's, I don't, you know, I, I think their approach because they're not Xbox or not PlayStation is optimal. Mm-hmm. I, I like their approach. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a Nintendo fanboy and I want to see more from Nintendo. I. I'm glad that they're bringing more about Sun and Moon, right? Because I'm really interested in getting Sun and Moon, right? In fact, I gotta uh, play more. Uh, I, I bought, I, you know, I talked about how I bought Pokemon Yellow. I gotta play some more of that on my, on my uh, DS thing over here, because uh, I want to start amassing Pokemon so that when <laughs> Sun and Moon comes out, I can like do a little trade thing, my jigger. There you, know. you go. Anyway, so I, it, it just maybe me as the 
the fanboy, I mm-hmm. want to see more from Nintendo. I mean, it could come. But back I mean, to... they've also, but they've also talked about how I don't know for for them, they they really focus on announcing stuff at other cons, right? So E three has been a dwindling thing for them. I mean, we see a lot of of coverage for the main. But I mean, E three was a dwindling like... thing for most consumers up until about three or four years ago, anyways. Because up until I, I don't remember which I don't year think it's it was been dwindling, but it, I... but it was because it was only press and people in the industry, and then they finally kind of turn it around and yeah. say you know what let the the consumers go on board too and, and try this stuff I wonder, out i wonder if now that we have a podcast if we can go to e3 I, why not as, as quote-unquote press right because i'm press you know what damn I it camera. Press. <laughs> i got a camera yeah <laughs> we'll make it happen might have to try that um sometime maybe next year i don't know it's just the e3 had to turn it around uh, a few years back because you couldn't even get into it it was all press and and people taking pictures and you know people who do blogs and whatnot yeah and then finally they opened the thing back to consumers again and it started flooding again and, yeah. and nintendo's like well i we're not interested in what the guy who does a blog does we're interested in the guy who's going to buy our system um so i mean they did it back with like project dolphin uh and you know with n64 and all that fun stuff they would announce it two years in advance they'd give you a sketch here and whatever they wouldn't really release the details until right before it came out but they did that because they were um fighting against like the dreamcast or mm-hmm. you know the playstation uh one or you know the xbox one or whatnot um at the time they were battling against consoles that really could give them a run for their money but now consoles are kind of you know they want to mimic more a pc environment and Nintendo still kind of have that console feel, so they they almost they are, but they're not the same. Yeah. So so, what do you think this NX console is going to bring us? Mobile and console. I feel like they're. Feel? Um, uh, that's that's my feel. I feel like we're going to get it's, it's like gonna, a, it's a mix of two. I think we're going to get like a Wii U controller that we mm-hmm. can take anywhere. Right. Um. And I, I feel like they're kind of they're, they're putting down the foundation of that with Mitomo. And a couple of other yeah. titles that they're bringing out, they're trying to trying to test out the uh, the mobile market first, um, and see what they can get away with, what they can't get away with. It's, this is Mitomo's fun as hell, but I feel like it's it's more. A, is it, uh, I touch it and I was like, eh, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't end up really diving in. Should I? Uh, should, uh, I should I? I, I? I like it because it's something I can do on a daily basis. I get my little dailies. All out right, of it, I'll, so. I'll try it. I'll um, try it some more. I, I didn't really spend too much time. <laughs> okay. I enjoy it, but I still feel like it's more of a guinea pig type environment. Sure, you know, it's it's almost like I don't want to call it a sandbox, but it's it's their trial and error, but with the audience participation for free. Okay, right? fair enough. Yeah, um, because their next system, for everything I've been told, is based on Android. Well, Android is a mobile platform, so yep. I'm curious to see where that goes. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, time will tell. We have E3 coming up, right? June fourteenth. Uh, if you guys want to chime in on this conversation, please do uh, email us. We would love to uh, to read your all's thoughts and provide it here on the show. Geek30podcast at gmail.com. And speaking of chiming in, we want to introduce a brand new segment to this show called what are we what are we calling it again, Jojo? You had a really good name for it. Did I have a new <laughs> Yeah, you had a name for it. Uh the Geek 30 question. There it is. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. Because that's a great name. Uh, it is a great name. No, it's, it was better than it was better than whatever ideas I had. So it's a brand new se- uh, segment. Well, that's, that's the thing, is he makes the ideas, I just make it work. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a, it's a S- thing. Synergetic thing. <laughs> exactly. So here is the Geek 30 question of the week. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. This week's question is, what is your first experience with a computer? 
And that's a really interesting question. We want you, the audience, to chime in. We will give you a shout out on the show and we will um, read your response uh, on the show. We would love to get some crowd participation um, this way. So email your responses to geek30podcast at gmail.com. Um, I can say my very first experience was uh, <laughs> I was, golly, like three or four years old. My grandfather had one of those computers with like, you know, just like green and black. Right, right. Like when you see the pull start handle. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) no. But I remember going, you would have to go to the the terminal. Yeah. And you type in D-I-N-O. You would hit enter and then go into this little dinosaur game. Nice. And then you'd have to identify what uh, fossils matched up with what and... um, it was it was all green and black. It was really really old. Um, so we we had a couple of uh, computers back at our schools, uh, public schools, military schools growing up. Um, well, I say military on military bases. Uh, green and black also number munchers and that's such an Oregon Trail. Sure, Oregon um, Trail, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. But my parents bought a uh, a DOS machine, a uh, two eighty six back in the day. Um, oh boy! I think, yeah. We had such elaborate titles as uh, Tom Sawyer's uh, some kind of journey, where you just ran out around a map trying to pick up cherries and running away from his grandma and Engine Joe and other guys. And okay. There's another game called Jump Joe, but some people call it Janitor Joe. So I don't know what the licensing was on that. It was all kinds it sounded of like people were suing. Right. Exactly. So I mean, it was kind of the system that you had to type, park the drive in order to shut it down. <laughs> um many 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 moons ago um it was a precursor to windows um we never had like windows 3.0 we went from dos whatever version of dos that we had to windows 95 i mean this was really this was before we had like guis right thing like that exactly it's wild yeah we would love to hear your all's first experiences with computers again email us geek30podcast at gmail.com we will give you a shout out and um and read that aloud. We would love I think to that'd share be that. Fun to, to to see where people have started from. Oh, totally, totally. But that's a great place to end our show, JoJo. I, I think we're gonna so. get out of here. Let's get the the hell out of Dodge. It's <laughs> a hell out of Dodge. Um, alrighty. So the email that we have is Geek Thirty Podcast, and thirty is spelled out Geek Thirty Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, we also have a Twitter handle, which is similar at Geek Thirty, and again, thirty is spelled out. If you want to leave us a voicemail, that is four four three. 424-3350 and our website is geek30.com yep and also find us on facebook youtube all the places remember to give us a five-star rating on itunes help us share the uh the show to all of you know your friends and the rest of the general population out there that definitely helps if you guys fi- uh, uh, if you give us a five-star rating let's try that yeah yes uh, we will uh give you a shout out on the show as well um and you know read your your verbatims uh, through iTunes as well. Uh, Android users, you can find us on Google Play. That's a new thing. Yes. Um, we are on Google Play. And thank you to DC Brow for the great beer. Uh, this is fun. I'm going to finish drinking this. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely. And uh, thank you again to you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for nerding out with us. See ya!